0: <laughs> All right, welcome to Truth and Fiction this week. We are talking about Life of Pi, and we've already delved <laughs> into it a bit here. I'm I'm here with Steve, and we just got, got excited about this book. So it's this is kind of the first one where we I think we both. Uh, read it for the first time yeah yeah yeah. just this last week and Mm so we're we're sort of rehashing it here and trying to work through uh just some of this critical thinking process trying to break it down into and and pull it from some nutrients out of it but it's um it's it's fun i want you guys to be able to to listen in on some of this experience
1: all right we decided to sort of roll tape because we were having such a rich discussion early on and i told josiah that this is one of the first times since we've been doing the podcast, that I usually will come in with a pretty good understanding of what we're talking about. And I've got some points I want to make and stuff, and and some things are pretty clear to me about a lot of the stuff that we've talked about. But this one is the first time where I've been really, you know, on real, you know, not solid ground on this one. There's a lot of questions I have, a lot of possibilities, um, a lot of things that are not really clear. There's a lot of ambiguity in the novel, um, but it's all the richer for it, I think. So we were talking about how this is what's wonderful about being an English teacher is that you can, if everyone has this shared knowledge of this novel, we get to come in and we get to talk about the possibilities and what does it mean to you and what does it mean to me and we can really start to extract some meaning.
0: Yeah. Out of that. And with a story like this, that's so fun, engaging and, and ambiguous in its interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting because it, it's obviously meant to be interpreted, uh, but it's also ambiguous in what your takeaway might be. That's really fun when you get a group of people together yeah. and yeah. You, you know, each person kind of pulls something a little bit different out of it right. all the time. And there's some commonality there, but there's also some pretty severe differences sometimes. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Some great stuff that's going on there. So, I mean, I think that we could start by looking at it as a, if we try to look and say, what is this story about? I think that probably what comes to mind is survival i think would yeah probably be huge it, you know and and that's a, and that's in a in almost every sense you know this idea of survival so right
0: and and morality i think is, is uh-huh, a, a really uh-huh. key uh, exploration absolutely uh, throughout the novel especially given that they set him up the the main character he, he intentionally tells a story so it's it goes back and forth between first person and i guess it's sort of narrate, narrative second per, second person would that be right yeah. is the uh, yeah. the guy writing it is is talking to the yeah. the person who is telling the story and then he tells it from his own perspective
1: yes well yes i think you said that correctly he tells it for, from first person yeah he did it's, it's told in first person but we know that it's our author who's telling the story in first person so right. he's almost like assuming the role of Pi. right and, so he's and, supposed to be you know. like
0: an investigative journalist but then he's, he yeah. says the only way to tell the story is is in the first person exactly yeah. from the perspective of, of pie. right right Um, so that, and then they spend, you know, the first 25% of the novel building up Pi's character before they actually put him into the scenario that the majority of the novels And I think that's,
1: and I think that's important. And we should probably look at some of the things that we are, that we learn about Pi or some of that. That's a very long exposition, right? I mean, if we think about the story of survival in this, on this boat, right? Mm -hmm. After this shipwreck or, or sinking of the ship, well, that's the the novel. No novel I'm super familiar with has this much exposition. So, right. it, Meaning that we had to spend a whole lot of time understanding who Pi is, where he comes from, what his values are, mm-hmm. uh, what his family's like. And so let's maybe talk about some of those things because I think those will... The, they will rear their head as the novel goes on. Yeah,
0: and I think those those are probably the keys to understanding what the transformation that he goes through, right, and then also right. what we're meant to to take from it if right. we are to to emulate the the hero that Pi is. Because yeah. I think undoubtedly he is a hero. Yeah, absolutely. You certainly don't come away from it feeling like he was. You come away from it feeling like he made proper moral decisions, and mm-hmm. he was the better for it yeah despite everything yeah and in yeah. fact it maybe perhaps his moral his moral superiority even that allowed him to survive mm-hmm. because he he makes quite a few um a non-intuitive decisions really mm-hmm. throughout the story and that and uh, the fact that he survives longer than any known shipwreck or castaway uh, is is supposed to you know be be the evidence for his is a right way of being, right? So right superiority, being. Basically. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, sure. Well, one of the things that we and that I love about Pi is his idea of religion or his idea of God, mm-hmm. and it's told in a story of basically three hills, so it makes it real, <laughs> real easy for us. And on one hill is a Hindu temple, on another hill is a mosque, uh, and another hill is a Christian church, mm-hmm. and Pi is drawn to all three of those and actually embraces religion in, 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 and I'll put religion in quotation marks. He 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 embraces religion as a way to get closer to God, but he loves all of those religions and he loves God ultimately. And I don't think he needs to have God defined as a mono, uh, uh, what's the word? Monolithic? No, what's the one God? Oh,
0: um, (laughs)
2: Anyway,
1: (laughs) it doesn't matter if if it's a singular God as in the Christian religion. He's Uh incredibly drawn to Christ and Jesus. Thank you. It doesn't matter to him if it's polytheistic or monotheistic. He loves God. And he 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 kind
0: of... On that same vein, like when you when he when he's in the boat and he's talking about his experience with God, he definitely describes it as monotheistic. Like he only mm-hmm. thinks about one God, essentially. Right. Right. Although although he sort of gives thanks to different gods at different times. Yes. Yes. Which
1: is interesting too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. He, uh, but I think he has distilled all three of those religions into this idea of there's a there's a higher power. Right. There's a, there's there is a God, and that and and that is to whom he he prays and he you know pours. Uh, much of his energy and in, in life into that, right.
0: and somehow he has the he has the faith within him to continue to maintain that God is good, <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. has generally goodwill. And despite yes. his horrible suffering, that yes. he, he has these profound moments where he's staring up at the night sky, yeah. realizing he's just you know looking a speck in the universe, right? And and that his suffering is is ultimately meaningless. But then it also he wants it to be meaningful and mm-hmm. and so he, he it's funny cuz he swings back and forth between some of these core tenets of these major religions too mm-hmm. now that i mm-hmm. think about it yeah. because that hinduism it's your suffering's not particularly meaningful in 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 the greatest sense of the word you're meant to just be able to observe it and pass it on mm-hmm. whereas uh, in christianity your uh, the individual suffering is kind of the it's it's almost what the whole religion revolves around because Jesus's ultimate suffering was the redemption was of the world, and yeah. we're supposed to modulate that. We're supposed to be voluntarily confronting and submitting to suffering mm-hmm. uh, with with truthful speech in order to transform our worlds right. as as you know Christians, little Christ's. So right. it's and like, with
1: with an ultimate payoff, so right, to speak, right? right? right. <laughs> with exactly the, with so eternal life suffering. with eternal life once you leave this world, right? Sure. Yeah. So there's, so a, there's a there's a there's a sort of a a draw, <laughs> if you will. It's not, yeah, you know, you're you're suffering, and it's it's going to be tough. But, it's but unto something, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's unto, unto,
0: something. unto building the kingdom, right. whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so he he does kind of swing back and forth between these these ideas, which I think is 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 really honest of him. Yeah, because. Because how do you, you know, how can you just observe and pass on the suffering you're experiencing when you are starved and and parched yeah. and dehydrated and just in the most miserable of circumstances you yeah. could possibly be in, with imminent danger right there next to you, like to to think you could just observe it like a yogi and let it pass is 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 silly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's not, but I'll you know, get hate mail from Hindus, but <laughs> but it's uh that just seems like such an honest way to confront suffering. Oh, yeah. And,
2: and
0: yeah. I don't know how else you deal with it.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I just thinking, too, about how um, in this age of divisiveness where we can't, mm. where it's so difficult, I don't know, and, and it's not just the current political times where we are. I think it is challenging for us to see others' points of view. Definitely. Um, it's really difficult to... You know, uh, you know, walk in another's shoes, as they say. I mean, we say that, but it's very, very difficult to do. So yeah. to have this main character who is able to do that, who is able to find the truth in three drastically different religions, and and be able to walk that common ground, whatever that might be, that he's discovered amongst these, right? Is, and, the, is, and the fact uh, that he doesn't, fascinating.
0: he doesn't mind having that. The dissonance between them, like he no. doesn't mind that there's that they don't no. line up perfectly. Right, he's
1: fine with contradiction. He's fine. Right. Which really speaks Within to himself. the. I think that really speaks to the personal nature of religion and what that means to a person. You yeah, know? and his what? experience of it too, because uh, it yeah. was
0: a really personal experience for each of these.
1: Right, right, and I think that's where we forget that people do have a their own individual connection to God, whatever that might be. Yeah. And religion means so much more than just an adherence to, I go to church on Sundays and I go to Bible study on Tuesdays and I do this and, or I go to temple or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. There's something much, much deeper and richer, um, and maybe not i think this at least this novel tells me not nearly as simplistic as i think of people who are yeah. religious uh, you know it's not nearly as simple as that and i Definitely. think this this just shows the the great complexity so well, religious I, I think people
0: are often really Uh, they're really, they're often considered to be dogmatic, like very set in one point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the truth is that generally people are really complicated and they generally have conflicting interests and generally have conflicting ideas, even within themselves Mm -hmm. about what they should be doing versus what they are doing versus what someone else thinks they should be doing that they kind of guiltily feel like they might also maybe should be doing. And, People just aren't, well, they're not that simple. No,
1: and, no. You know, we,
0: we're a mess of con- conflicting personalities within ourselves.
1: Absolutely. I think that's really well put. And I think we see that absolutely embodied in Pi. Yeah. And uh, and and as Josiah said, I see him as a great hero. Yeah, I look up definitely. to him. I admire him. I want to be like Pi. Yeah. So here's this guy who doesn't have this, you know, this one religion or one understanding of God. Um. And I think that's probably why I'm so drawn to him.
0: Well, I love that he's okay with not, he's he's still willing to serve and honor and bless and live up to the ideals that he espouses to the best that he can, Mm -hmm. despite despite all of the incongruency and despite the fact that his life doesn't reflect anything in any story that he's ever come across and right, right. like that despite the, the the pain the suffering of it all he, he doesn't go a nihilistic path right and even and he even starts to realize that there's this point where he's thinking about like the the number of plans he he's building all these different plans about how to deal with uh the tiger and the boat right, right? And, um, and he finally gets down to, to plan number seven. So he had like four or five oh, plans right. on how yes, to yes, kill yes, the yes. tiger. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then he finally gets down to plan number seven, which is, well, no, I'm going to tame the tame
1: tiger. Tame the tiger. Right. And I can't, and I, his his plan six that he toyed with for a while was get rid of the tiger. Yeah, outlive I just, it. Right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. I will starve it. I will. Yeah. yeah. And if you think, yeah, that's so true. That's uh, mm-hmm. Okay. go ahead. I kind of interrupted you. Go ahead. No,
0: it's, it's, that's just it. So it's like, it, the, the most viable, the sort of the most logical plan was, hey, I know how to get fish. I have the stash of, of water. Um, the tiger can't drink the ocean water. Tiger's going to die. And yeah, maybe maybe it would outlast him. Maybe his kidneys would be stronger. Who knows? Maybe. But at the same time, that was kind of the most likely to succeed. And he, instead, he says, no, He instead he ties his destiny with the tiger right. and decides to tame it and I feel yeah. like that's you know we talk about um, I know you were going here earlier we, we talk about uh, embracing the shadow yeah and integrating the shadow mm-hmm. and I feel like that's that's probably the the core idea of, of much of this novel is, mm-hmm. is this idea of taming the inner tiger
1: right you know, cause, yeah that we all have this this uh, yep. uh, Richard Parker inside of us yeah. that is that that is that irrational that is that impulsive um uh instant gratification, like, you know, just, uh, you know, instinctual kind yep. of thing. And, um,
0: and he noticed that even on his personal side, like the more hungry he got, the more he ate like an animal. You know, right, every time yeah. food showed up, he gave some to the tiger and he took some and he ate as fast as he could so right, that he didn't have right. to, you know, be <laughs> eating his meal with a tiger breathing down his neck while waiting for <laughs> right. his slice. Right. You know, he, he feeds it, but not too much. He, he respects its distance and its place and he mm-hmm. also very forcefully and risk riskfully and puts it in its place. Right. You know, four times he gets knocked off the boat while he's trying to tame this tiger with his turtle shell and his whistle yeah, and his, uh, his, his, uh,
1: his uh, shield that he uses. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's, uh, it's terrific. I mean, and he calls upon his every. Part of his faculties to to battle this thing, yeah, it, it, right. To, Everything, to, his, yeah. Experience, his, his experience, his experience, his what his wits. father has taught him, yeah. his uh, his time in the zoo, as you said, his motivations. And, and, oh, it's he, he is so deliberate in what he does, but his deliberateness is also on display in the very fat. And going back to him in the very beginning, um, this is someone, and because another thing we talked about a lot is that he absolutely has agency, mm-hmm. and he and and we look at his his name. That he doesn't really care for, it's, it's, you know, that people have yeah. teased him about and stuff like that, and he decides, I'm, I'm changing my name. I'm going to take control of this. Mm-hmm. I will be who I'm going to be, you so, know. And so, so he, what's
0: in a name? Why, why does he choose Pi? What does that say about him?
1: Well, there is this, this the infinitism of it, I guess. You know, right. this idea of that uh, that that's it. I mean, it's short. It's literally it's short for piscine, right? As a name, and he's mm-hmm. named after a swimming pool, which is another whole other, <laughs> right? <laughs> whole other. uh sort of little puzzle there. Um, yeah, and it's actually, the yeah, well, I we won't get into that too much, but I was thinking like the, the guy who he's named after is right. the planet person like who actually uncle, tells the author about Pi, you know, and, and, and so there, he's... Oh, this
0: whole story that takes, takes place, it's yeah. It's kind, of, kind
1: of wrapped up in the whole thing. But anyway, let's go back to his name. So why does he choose... Um, what is, for pie. me, the important part is that he chooses, is mm-hmm. that he makes that decision right and, and that's not and so risk, even something jumps in front of the class yeah even something that's bestowed upon him like our name right you know what i mean which is the one thing that we really certainly can't control and pi flips that on his head and says no i can't control this yeah i'm going to claim uh, a nickname uh-huh. to
0: to limit the the <laughs> right to make the the making fun of that i've been subjected to right right yeah, but I, I look
1: at it as like this is someone who's absolutely just taking control of the yeah. situation and that's and and I think he does the same thing with religion, right? He's like, well, I'm going to be this person. You're going to be a Hindu and you're going to be a Christian. I'm going to be all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I, I love him for that. I think that he's just, he's got, you know, it's I'm going to, I'm going to be, Yeah, you know, there's great bravery in that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he has, he seems to have, a. I don't know. I think he, I feel like he has a sureness of spirit and, um, and an understanding of self, but, you know, when he's put into difficult situations, he has a lot of self doubt and a lot of.
0: Um, I mean, how can you he not? He's got a lot of time to think. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. by himself.
1: Oh yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard one. I was thinking w- about what do you him think about the, 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 the name? Oh, okay, with the name exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: with him and Richard Parker, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, those are two different names, and that uh, they might possibly represent the same person you know we're not right. really sure the ending is a little bit ambiguous you're not really mm-hmm. sure if the tiger ever existed or if it was really a story about him and this evil cook and his mom and, and this poor taiwanese guy with a broken leg you're not real right. we're not really sure <laughs> yeah. by the end of it but right. but either way richard parker has come to to be a little bit of a mirror of, of a part of him that he chooses to integrate and if we if we go with that richard parker richard is like richard the Lionhearted, hearted mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. name that comes to mind parker it's like it's like a very standard western name uh, but, but uh, Richard the Lionhearted is is actually a, a it's like the animal part of him. It's the lion heart, uh-huh. and then the pie is is this very scientific, mathematical, very precise, calculated ah, yes. part of him. And so this story I think is sort of the coming together of those two parts. the, ah, the, the, yeah. the, uh, the scientific methodical thoughtful right. and then the the animal reality of of the, your existence as a human as a homo sapien yeah you know and, and so I, that's kind of what i got yeah out
1: of no i think that's great that's great i was thinking too as you were saying that, that i forgot about this piece and there's always he's always throwing something at us to get us to think but there, it's also true, isn't it, that he that Richard Parker is not really named correctly. No, It was supposed to be thirst, story. and then it was the, mm. the papers got mixed up. So even Richard Parker's name is actually named in error. And right. to think that Pi could also be or Piscine mm-hmm. could also have been named in error, or like that the name that's given is not. Who or what this person is, right. um, so I think that's that's pretty cool too. The idea that um, just because something is bestowed upon us, uh-huh. um, it doesn't mean that we're tethered to that, and that we are, you know, that that's actually who we are.
0: Yeah, you know? you're not. You're but, not definitely not. Although there's still one aspect of him that is that. So like if he's named after a pool, right? Um, and here he is the, afloat on the ocean. Right. There's this line when he's talking about the the carnivorous island. Where he was saying it held up to the waves by becoming the waves. You know, it was mm-hmm. resistance by non-resistance, uh, as he quotes Gandhi, I think, in that uh, moment. And if he is, if he if he is the pool, it, like he survives by becoming the pool, like right. he, he 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 resists the water by becoming the water in some yeah, sense. That's true. You know? And and that is a little bit to his to his true name yeah. there as well.
1: This uh, this right the the. Uh The idea about these pools, you know, and this guy, this sort of uncle, he's not really an uncle, but it's a family friend who's like an uncle – um, and he spends a lot of time like you said the he amount of time And this is always a clue for us guy. like as, as readers um, is that the amount of time spent on something is, 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 is never fluff <laughs> you know right. what I mean? students will sometimes go this is so long and boring or why do you spend so much time on the description and usually that's <laughs> uh, with Moby you know. Dick it might be a valid criticism <laughs> or some of Charles Dickens yeah. where he was paid by the word or paid by the you know oh, so yeah. they, it, it takes him seven pages to walk down a flight of steps or something but, the, uh, um, but most of the time yeah. <laughs> generally speaking the more time that's spent on something the more important it is right. so we again we can't ignore the fact that this has a tremendous amount of exposition so whatever we're learning here is l- very likely going to you know mm-hmm. help us out later on when we try to understand things. And aside so, from
0: setting up his background as a good swimmer, like that, that you could do that so much easier. So like, right, why develop right. this whole backstory with right. this other guy and his yeah. de- dogged determination to make him swim and and his love for all these different <laughs> pools, despite certain right. ones being grimy? Right. And nasty that's and yeah. That's a, really yeah. Because he's like,
1: named after. Remember, Pi is named after this one particular pool right. that is the the epitome of all. Pools, and so we get all the pools that came before mm-hmm. that were, you know, had, you know, mucus and and and, and uh, <laughs> pretty nasty, and, and, yeah, just gross kind of stuff, like you know, and people would swim in this. So you can, you, you know, so this <laughs> you can sort of immerse yourself in this filth, you know, or right. this this sort of grime, um, or you can aspire to this sort of this most beautiful you know like pristine olympic pool olympics pool that is that is that is purged daily you know that it's it's uh um so it's the the comparison of the pools i think is you know i i i think that his if we look at his true name it is that he aspires to be this clean fresh um I don't know inviting or you know what I mean it it, it seems to be that seems to be his idea
0: it's it's like a purity (laughs) essentially it's a it's a symbol of purity yes uh, maybe purity of heart yeah
1: I I, I think so purity of heart I would definitely get behind I think there's lots of evidence for that he's a good person yeah
0: the deep very deeply good person and and his mom Probably was too, and yeah. and his dad, and the fact that they have this zoo in, in India, right? That you know is is the highest rated for cleanliness, and yeah. among other things, you know they take take good care of their animals. They, yeah, they ship them all to, to the U.S. and different places legally, and mm-hmm. you know they they mm-hmm. go through a lot of effort to to, to be yeah. moral. In, yeah, There's there's decisions. a lot of love
1: in that zoo, yeah, and that's there. I also love the way that he you know takes on these the. He knows so much about these animals and their personalities and their traits and what they do. I mean, there's so many cool tidbits about animals that I didn't know about, like how cats purr and what the difference between this and this is why right, they do all these this. Different and sounds. That they yeah. Make. And the whole idea of how to tame a, lo- a tiger, you know, mm-hmm. how that all yeah, that pans out. And, and Yeah. So he's he's got this great pool of knowledge. Um, that is, it, it's pretty cool.
0: Uh, kudos to the author for making a really unbelievable story seem very real. Yeah. You, you know, oh, you yeah. A lot of little details in there that, that oh, made t- it. Yeah. You just buy it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I I totally buy it. The, um, I was thinking about his, um, the uh, idea that, because there's a lot of time spent on this idea of boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, like about how. Territory. Uh, you're and right. Boundaries. And how. You know, and, and I was—I th- think that might be worth exploring a little bit because, um, you know, by first of all, by looking at—excuse <coughs> me—by looking at all three religions at once, Pi is really eliminating many boundaries, right? I mean, there's, there's you yeah, know, blurring a lot of lines, blurring a lot of lines. Yeah. Whereas that is actually counter to what a what a, an animal goes through, right? And right. he talks about how people would think about. People think that uh, animals want to roam free and mm-hmm. stuff, and he he throws thro- tosses that notion on its head and says, right. "No, they really don't. They I want, want, it, one they of the want it, he to." I the first thing he
0: makes the point about him and right. about the zoo and, and, and the animals there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, How how much their little enclosure is home to them? Yes. And yeah. and if they ever get out, it's not because they want out; it's because something was more terrifying to them than right. leaving home.
1: Yes, I love that, and I love the way that he talks about how when there are disruptions like a water you know the water m- got moved or you know like when there's things that, that didn't quite fit there there these animals and i guess we could say us as animals are creatures of habit right we you know we right. we find anxiety when things aren't working the way that we want them to I, animals have that on a much more heightened scale he tells us that yeah. that, 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 that if something is in the cl- enclosure that's different it creates great anxiety yeah. in the, in the animal.
0: And Gosh, that's really true. I mean, that's true, true with people as much. As we don't want to admit it to ourselves, <laughs> right? No, there's but yeah. Anytime things in our environment shift with any any significant amount of severity, uh, we really do freak out about it. A oh
1: little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what, again why I think of Pi as a hero because he has he's he's not really confined to those kind of boundaries. Mm-hmm. He's because of his um, polytheistic polytheistic belief system mm-hmm. that he has. I think that he doesn't isn't and isn't isn't as um, you know prone to discomfort when things are out of his control.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's much more accepting of things as they appear to right, him. Right. Yeah. Like this is the way. This is just the way things need to be. Right. But he's not accepting to the point where like the cook is in the second story. Hmm. You know, he's not accepting of, of a dark reality and just plunging into it right he's accepting of it and then maintains the fact that that he maintains the sadness within uh it, within the necessity you know so he, mm-hmm. he recognizes that okay the ideal might not be to eat animal meat but there is a necessity here right and and i'm going to mourn it for the time but then i'm going to move beyond it right and and that's there's something really human about that mm-hmm. like about our ability to to resist even a necessity on the grounds that it's not ideal right. and, but to accept it and and hope for better.
1: Right. And that, and I think he does that throughout, right? I mean, yeah, he does. Right. He, but he does grapple with that. And mm-hmm. I li- I like that comparison you brought up between this cook in the second story who is not a, you know, I mean his his animal counterpart is the hyena, you know, right. which is which is just, you know, and there's a lot of descriptions about the hyena and and about what it does and how it looks and what it's a uh, um uh, and it's a it's a it's a it's a very uh, vicious animal oh, man. really i pretty mean it's graphic a graphic scene <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, it's it's pretty bad so um yeah i mean he doesn't accept the inner hyena too much you know what no. i mean he's uh, no
0: not too much uh, he kind of keep kind of gives it its territory like you know with the lion he gave g- yeah. the tiger he gives it its territory and and uh, sustains it for its usefulness mm-hmm. allows the the animal to sustain him In a lot of ways, you know, he he embraces that, those human emotions of hunger and thirst and need and desire to live those primal things and, and allows them to propel him into whatever he needs to do in order to survive. And, and I suppose that's the best we can do with some of those baser instincts sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm we best not to, to give them reign of the boat. But right. at the same time, we can't kick him out, and it's not worth right. killing him.
1: And and we need to be strategic in a way about that. Remember, Very much remember, so. Richard Parker doesn't even come out for a while. You know right. what I mean? Like you he know, he's, he's surprised. For yeah. three days. right. He's surprised that this animal could even be on board. But I right. think that's symbolic of this idea that no, it's there. Right. It's there. It came on when board with you, you. Right. When do you choose to sort of recognize it or have find some utility for it? Right. Um, and I think that's a. Yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome.
0: And I think uh, another message to this that is presented by the author is just that 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 th- the ability to integrate that part of ourselves mm-hmm. is a precondition not just, just for survival, but for for an admirable life. You know, so yeah. Pike gets out. He he ends up having a home and having kids and right. his wife, and mm-hmm. and apparently they love him. They're, their the family seems to be harmonious. Like it doesn't seem like there's anything obvious that is. Yeah gone wrong you know the, the trauma doesn't seem to have affected him or anyone else right, too terribly right.
1: yeah I, I i love the way that and that's another thing about this idea of just integrating these things into our life without you know a huge amount of judgment and you know like we talk about ptsd or we talk and i'm not saying that's not a real thing but i'm just saying that this guy's gone through so much and yet he has you know there is references made to his life that he has now and that this is, you know, and and let's meet this person who's, you know, such an inspiration. It's, you know, we 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 hold this guy up. He's, uh, yeah, he has a family. He has thrived. He never. He talks throughout the book about. I'll never forget what this looked like. I it still haunts me to this day. Yeah, I did certain so smells he can't handle. Right. So there's human. not. He's not saying that this event didn't didn't um leave scars. Leave scars. Right. But we can live with scars. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. can. And, and I think again, that's part of. You know, I think p- some people get hung up on scars, and I'm not trying to belittle PTSD or something like that, or, right. or true trauma. But um, this is somebody who's experienced, you know, horrific trauma. I yeah. mean, like horrific trauma, and has survived. So when we talk about survival, it's not just did he, did we get food and drink, and we're able to live. Right. Um, it's like you're ever able to
0: reintegrate into normalcy right can you the job again can
1: you take on this trauma and he absolutely can and i love the way that it is acknowledged that he's hurt by it that Mm -hmm. he's scarred as you said um but those scars don't define him um he's and uh, they
0: seem to fade the longer he's there because that in that recording where at the at the end he's talking to the two japanese guys he um he's like, he's still obsessed with food at that point. Like, right. you know, he can't get enough. He's hoarding food. <laughs> right. He can't, can't get enough to drink. Can't get enough to eat. Right. Um, and, and that's totally understandable from a person yeah. coming out of that. And then, you know, apparently that fades. Apparently right. that, that starts to go. Away well,
1: there is a, there is a scene and you just made me think of it. And it, uh, now it makes perfect sense. There are a few, um, there's oh, a few a things a in the beginning huh? that are in italics that are of the author. So presumably we'll just call the author by his name, Jan Martel. Mm-hmm. So it's Jan Martel going to meet Pi and it is home. And there's a part where he goes to his house, and his, his pantry's loaded Stocked. with, like, yeah. you know, it's got more food than you could ever imagine. Right. So no, you're there, right. Is, I this, that there is this yep. part about, like, wait, maybe it hasn't faded all that much. Like, you know no, I need to make sure I have more food than I can ever, right. you, know, you know. So I remember he was struck by that. But there is, that whole framing device is so unusual, too, um, because mm. those move, that fades away. Like, you have, I keep saying that, yeah. and what I'm talking about is the way that, um I'm there's flipping little, through the book right now, so there's little interludes there are from interludes the author and, it, and they're they're written in italics. Gotcha So we know that that's it's something it helps us understand that something different but um that's, uh, that's' another really interesting device that the author uses. It, it would be, you know, if we, we we'd have a different book if we jumped right into the story of a here's a guy like that he just told it from the first person like that he was. Right. Pie, right? That I was or writing a, named after a p- I was named after a swimming pool. I lived in a zoo. I took we, when we started to ship the zoo, and we had a shipwreck. like, Why go to this? Why use this whole framing device? Yeah,
0: I, I think it it definitely sells the. It, I think it increases the ambiguity of the story um, because it's sort of told as an investigative reporter it's an author who sort of stumbled across the story right. and is digging into it a little bit and getting yeah. in touch with the different people and so it it definitely sells it goes from sounding like uh like a pure fiction mm-hmm. to sounding like something that is more grounded in reality okay that uh, makes at least sense in
1: my yeah how I, I think that makes sense if i think about the difference create some genuine suspense too yeah. i mean we want to find out what is it about this story because the, he's told <laughs> by this guy that if we hear this you got to hear this story make, you believe, make in god. you believe in god and so we're like as readers we're like well i want to hear the story that's going to make me believe in god so we have right. some genuine suspense that's created there do you how do you understand i'm putting you on the spot here but how do you f- understand that story as one that makes you believe in god what is it about Pie's story that makes this guy say that and makes our author presumably believe that that
0: well i mean the sheer okay, so there's there's two ways to that. So there's the assuming that the author hurt who got a hold of this recording at the very end from like the actual conversational recording, which is probably the only the only place where the second story is ever told.
1: Right, that's true. Um, yeah.
0: So the initial story is probably the only one that anyone ever heard. Ah. And the, so the the, the true yeah, animal the animal story the animal story but, right, right It's probably the only one anyone ever heard. And when told that way, the sheer unbelievability of it, but also the, the the archetypal nature, the the fact that he makes it through this, it would just, because of his loyalty to God and, and his mm-hmm. his religious fervor perhaps, and and not not to mention his wits and his ability, mm-hmm. the, the everything he learned as a as a, per, a boy in a circus not a circus in a zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean those are the kind of kind of extenuating circumstances that make a person think, you know, gosh, this is the the god's intervention is the only way this could have ever happened. Ah. And so, I could definitely see that right. in the case. She
1: You make such a good point about this recording though of right. the second story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's not the one that That's not the official that's, that's the, the author the, story. yeah, the author requested those documents, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. that was not so when the, he when he was told you're going to hear this story and it's going to make you believe in God, that wasn't part of the that wasn't this, part uh, of it. Yeah, right.
0: And and even you know that even afterward, uh, I guess it was a news article or something that came from the um, the Japanese guy mm-hmm. who who interviewed him, and he says he remembers he remembers that interview with this very bright young man. And uh, just thought it was incredible that anyone could survive that long at sea, let alone with an adult Bengal tiger, right? You know? right. and so he kind of accepts the animal story to be that's to, right to be the case. And that's our
1: that's our final word in the novel. That's yeah. our last sentence. Is mm-hmm. it, it, the, Here's the, this is the story that I'm going with exactly. <laughs> you know I
0: mean? And that and there's something to the the action of choosing your truth. Cause yeah. like we were talking about with the religions too, it's like they've right. decided to accept that story right. as, as the one because it's the better story. Right. right. Um, and that, you know, maybe that's a little bit of what Piscine did as well with, with his choice of religions is, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of, he's chosen his own story because he feels like it's the better story. Right. Without he's necessarily chosen his own
1: name because he feels like that's the better name. Too. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I like that idea of that. Um, but it's not so much the the how it's the, it's the what it's the right. core of the story and this what is what this is this is what this is it's it's the what happened is more important than the how it happened
0: right and it's almost it's almost the same in that yeah. in that sense the the how right um and and it's it that's it, it's hard to say that uh, completely because Because in some sense, the how matters, like the cook's existence on the boat. Yeah, that's true. Was, was pitiful and and dark regardless. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, Pi's existence on the boat was honorable and brave and, and uh, and admirable regardless as well. So, so I guess it, how matters, but, but the, the, the dogmatic details of it are perhaps less important than, than what, than what took place in the heart right. it's like what what happens on the outside is not as important as what what's take takes place on the inside mm-hmm. that's and, i
1: think that's more what i'm getting at yeah, yeah right okay. yeah like yeah. The admi- uh-huh. the, yeah
0: the animal story actually exposes a little more what's going on in the inside mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what appears
1: yeah oh, that's just fascinating the, I like that island actually too oh <laughs> the island we struggle with I struggle with the island oh, that's, the a, that's a that's the yeah, carnivorous island which is really interesting i wanna um yeah I might as well dive in that one's uh that is a it's it's a, a challenging
0: I, I mean I wonder if that's grounded in any sort of reality i don't have no idea yeah the ocean is a bizarre place yeah
1: yeah. Well, I mean I love too when he's explaining it and the, and the Japanese people are, are the, the guy are saying that it's impossible. It's imp- and he says, yeah. "Why is it impossible?" The ocean is vast. You don't you, well, because yeah. you haven't seen it? Is that well. what makes it impossible? Right. Because haven't you haven't seen,
0: seen your it? I have bonsai trees. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's <laughs> right. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine a tree I can hold in my hand. Uh-huh. I've never seen that. So why can't you imagine this? A 3
0: tree, <laughs> 3 feet tall, whatever. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so I love that that it's like, you know, and that speaks to faith, right? In a way like that hey, you know, yeah, the guy died and rose again from the dead. But what right. you know? Right. Uh-huh. That's that make that make any sense? I've never seen it. I've never never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> never seen that happen. So uh, so it really does speak to faith. But um, I, I, to answer your question, I I don't know if, if something like that exists. I think I did read something um, about um, the alkalinity of water. And oh, things, alkalinity, yeah, yeah, like changing and stuff like that. Because there's, there's that somehow in, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but somehow on this island. And again, I don't even know if this is a real, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't right. know what the heck this thing is yeah, necessarily, yeah. but, uh, presumably there's pools, right? Right. Um, where pools fish, of fresh water. but, but fish somehow get into those mm-hmm. pools, right? right? And then they die because yeah. there's no salt in the water. Right. So then there's just easy pickings for the, for the meerkats. For the meerkats. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and then the whole thing goes highly acidic at night.
1: Right, and, right.
0: And you can't you can't be on the forest floor, you have to be up in the trees at night or you end right. up getting eaten by the island.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And there's and this whole thing about where he climbs a tree and finds fruit and inside the fruit are these Yeah, he kind of teeth. peels back the leaves yes. and,
0: and it just finds it to be these human teeth. And
1: finds human teeth. Um and his idea was that this island has already someone has been here before mm-hmm. and it has been killed and now absorbed into the island and now he just uh, and and this could be me if i don't get off of this island basically i will be consumed by this island and so the island it 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 provides him with his richest and sweetest fruit like Mm -hmm. it's it's important that we recognize that i think right because
0: easiest pickings.
1: well not only that but It's different than any of the food, any of the sustenance that he's had thus far. It's sweet. It's sweet, and he and he makes a big point about saying that. So it's like that. It's, and he can't get enough of it. He's a glutton. He becomes right. a real glutton on oh, that island. Oh, yeah, he island, just gorges right? on it. Yeah. Comes back to life. And, and and his alter ego or his whatever he is, this Richard Parker, also becomes a glutton. He's just going through. He's killing indiscriminately. He's he's eating many meerkats, you know, yep. uh, but he's also just killing meerkats just for... Yeah, just because. Just because, you know. That's what tigers do. So I think that is part of what makes him realize this island's not a good place. Like, this is not... You know, that I'm I don't know if he's, uh, you know, destroying himself by staying on that island or that that kind of uh, that kind of unchecked gluttony or that unchecked uh, sort of, uh, you know, I mean, he literally has everything he could want there. Right. Right. I mean, that's now, that's he just does it.
2: Everything
0: he's desperately needing and fighting for on the boat. He gets easily there.
1: And then it is. I think it's worth thinking about that. They do return to the boat. At least Richard Parker does all the time, but eventually Pi decides. Why am I going back to the boat? I don't. I can just stay here, and he makes this makes a little hammock, you know, in the Mm -hmm. trees. So there's something I think important about that too, where he makes a conscious decision to no longer return to his the the boat itself, which was his boundaries, which is where he, you know, his territory, somewhat grounded in his. You know, that was his territory, right? That he leaves that. Now Richard Parker I don't I think continues yeah, to go he back. He spends every night in the boat. Yeah, he co- always comes back to yep. that.
0: And maybe that's symbolic of of some part of Pi knows that it's just not you can't stay here. Like some part of Pi knows right. knows in his heart that that's it's there's no it's no life to live alone uh on even if all your needs are maintained. Right. Um, it's no life. And, and so the it's worth the risk of the suffering again, mm. in order to, in order for the hope of maybe finding people again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The the corros the corrosion the sort of the the soul corrosion that takes place by in a life of self satisfaction yeah. isn't worth the the security. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, if you—it's so true—and like what you just said—is evidenced by the fact that he doesn't really live on the island. Most of his mm. life and, and the things that are, that are meaningful to him take place at sea, right? right. I mean, that's a Everything. when he's on this island, he becomes sort of this lifeless kind of, you know. Uh, you know, he, he's probably at his worst in, in on the island, I right. think, than he is anywhere else. And although
0: although he g- regains physical strength, and that's worth noting. Ooh, that it's is true. Having, that's right.
1: That's worth, right. He practices running again. He learns mm-hmm. to, to do that. He gets
0: strong, puts some weight back on. Right. Richard Parker puts some weight back on. That's right. And then that's right. And he sort of restocks. They you know they fill their boat with meerkats that's and right. dry them out. And yes. And so it reminds me of this, um, this line actually from early on in the book that I wrote down, A oh, tie is a noose and inverted though it we'll hang a man nonetheless, if he's not careful. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's, that's kind of reminds me of that island in some sense. That's it's right. Like get enough that's comfort right. and, and a job that you don't mind going to. And <laughs> you
1: might live, but it might kill you anyway. That's right. That's right. And bless uh, pie for seeing this island will kill me. Right. I mean, literally this will, it will eat me alive. hmm <laughs> if i don't get off sooner of it sooner or later. Yeah. So that one is uh that's really an interesting uh interesting piece there with that with that crazy island. I'm not yep. sure exactly. I think we've talked some good stuff about it. I think that there's uh um yeah, that that
0: uh i mean in the in with so much of his last existence for the last number of months has been devoted to finding food, water and staying out of the sun. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. basic needs. And when you spend you know, two thirds of a year, uh, obsessed with those things, Right. and then all of a sudden, all of those needs are met. Mm-hmm. I could see the temptation. Gosh, I'm in mean, more than any time before. Right. I could imagine the temptation to, to just be okay with that, be right, satisfied right, with that, right. and call it good. Yeah. But that's just not. That's not enough for a human, no that's just it, not
1: enough, it, no, and it's destructive, I think, right, yeah, ultimately, yeah, it's corrosive. And I was thinking yeah. about I was thinking about the hyena, how when the hyena gorges like that it its belly becomes super distended, and it's like you know it's it's mm. it's clearly like you know it's not good, you yeah I mean, it's totally like a, not good. yeah, you're this this ravenous hunger and this you know this uh um just hunger for more more and more food, and it doesn't have a real stopping point, but then it gets right. terribly you know bloated and disfigured and and, and I think the hyena and m- maybe even this cook there's our that's our villains in the story right our yeah our there is a villain it
0: was a pretty pretty classic man versus nature yeah. sort of conflict here right right um, but i i appreciate that that pie comes to accept that the animal part of him that that does gorge when there is plenty and drinks all the water up when it's raining and does everything it can that uh, that he comes to be okay with that yeah as a necessity that's it yeah because there's just nothing else you can do
1: right and i i like the way he does that too i mean he doesn't really he doesn't really judge himself too much when he overdoes it when he you know you know doesn't
0: let anything go to waste either you know he's talking about just every single consumable part of scraping the fat out of the with his fingernails on the inside of the turtle shell just everything
1: oh yeah yeah Some of it gets pretty nasty too. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking spinal fluid and, oh man, eating feces at one point or attempting it. Yeah, oh gosh. I'm like, oh man, I don't know why that's bothering me so much, but that was a weird, strange part for me. But you're right. Absolutely. That's kind of like the lowest
0: point in the whole. In his whole thing uh, just about was that, yeah. well, aside from him being blind and having to deal with this intruder on ah, another boat.
1: the blind. Oh, that, that's another really interesting thing. Yeah, we haven't it, talked about that. What do, you, yeah. what do you get out
0: of that whole mm. spell where he's blind and Richard Parker's blind and, and they, yeah. he starts talking to Richard Parker and he's got this French accent and then someone else comes like- Right,
1: presumably another castaway yeah. on another boat. Um. Jumps you in know and gets yeah together. i think that there's uh gosh that's a tough one and uh, this is where i would love to have a class full of students too i mean we have <laughs> I've, I've, I've a really intelligent guy sitting ac- it i have a really intelligent guys sitting across from me but i would like to have 29 more right <laughs> I actually, more yeah, there for. yeah and you can that's it's such a great joy of, of uh being in a classroom when when you have people who are just really thinking about this and throwing Good out ideas Socratic and discussion. oh, and in a place where people feel safe to throw out things that are just like oh yeah and and, and I don't know it's just wonderful. So, um, gosh, what does that part mean? Whew. Um, well, if we look at what emerges from that, it is this. He ends up uh, the does Richard Richard Parker ends up. Eating, eating this other passenger yeah. or this uh, this French person
0: uh, so I don't, think, I don't think I don't know if it's the French person well there's, there's two people there's the Richard Parker's voice. Oh no, you're right. Okay, so it kind of the, figures out that the French accent is someone else. Yes. Yeah, Although so, at first it's Richard Parker talking to him and like uh, very initially when he first kind of gets okay. diluted because he has that conversation about they're talking about food and uh, he's at right. you know Richard Parker is describing all these horrible like carnivorous things how he would pretty much eat any part of anything living and then he says, "What about a carrot? Would you would you eat a carrot?" And he kind of long <laughs> pause. <laughs> and he goes, um I might, but only if I absolutely had to. <laughs> and then that was where he realizes that that's the right. Uh, and then he asks the man eater. Yeah, it and, sort
1: of morphs into, the, from that, it morphs into this more human form, right, right, of, right? Of this person. And then he does have this French accent, and the Japanese guys at the end say, Well, it's interesting because the cook had a French right, accent. The cook so was French. I think of it as that. Um, that this is the and the second story, he does end up killing the French person, right? Um, for, I mean, why, why, why do you think he killed the French? Is is a, I, I cannot live with this person anymore, or this is oh, no, this the, is the cook was detrimental French. to my? Uh, no, I know, but like, does pie? Why does pie? Pie ends up killing the French cook in the right. in the second story, mm-hmm. and does he kill him because he realizes I can't live? with this person anymore or he's crossed a moral boundary or why. And we talked about how the French person sort of lets himself get killed. He doesn't Mm -hmm. fight back too much, but, but pie does kill him in the same way that Richard Parker kills this castaway kind of thing.
0: Right. And maybe that's the clue to the why, because the Richard Parker, so the, the, the French guy jumps on board and he realizes in that moment that, that the French guy is actually coming to kill him in this in this deluded state, like it's coming to t- to take him and, right. and kill him, and then while at the same time, he uh, pie is warning him, "No, wait, we're not alone." And then right then, as as the French guy is attacking him, Richard Parker comes out and takes. That's him. right, right, and right. so it might have been. I suspect it was in the second story his impetus for killing the cook is this realization that we actually can't coexist like you are uh, going to try to kill me yeah. sooner or later uh-huh. and, uh, and, uh. and you know and for whatever reason the cook had decides to be to be killed
1: <laughs> yeah allows himself to be killed right so that is an interesting thing because what you've said is sort of in contradiction to what we've praised Pi for where there's this idea that we can you know you said that we cannot coexist, but his whole a lot of his personality is built on coexistence. you know with religion and with humans versus animals right and, you know so well,
0: in this instance, you're you're talking about a conflict between two people and two people who are who are morally at their core morally different. yeah, like Pi at his core, even in this delusion, he is he's warning this man who's about to jump aboard his boat. Not to because he's got this tiger here who's going right. to kill him, right? And so, so that's Pi's heart is look, I don't want to, I don't want you to die, right? Even in the right as he as he's getting ready to be killed by this cook,
1: yeah. but
0: and out of necessity, out of self preservation, out of whatever, he it, it's it's an obligatory thing to kill this man, Right. and I think that's part of you know Pi's has whole message of, of kind of the whole story is you can mm. get used to anything yeah and at this point it's like he he has come to accept the the moral necessity of even killing this person you know there's nothing too low for for yeah. there's nothing and maybe that's maybe that's one of the biggest takeaways of this whole thing there are no actions to base to um that that there is no circumstance which may require them right even
1: morally Oh, I think that's great. That's because, a huge takeaway.
0: Because that's, I mean, that's, if I think about these religions too, people get really caught up. Uh, gosh, the many Christians I know are really caught up on specific actions that you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, their their right. sins, uh, and they'll, they'll, you know, they will, um, Push friends away. They'll they'll mm-hmm. alienate family members because of a specific sin, specific right.
1: actions, specific details. So right on one passage or something.
0: Uh huh. Like right, right. On these little dogmatic points, and, right. and I think I think Piscine's conclusion after after this experience at sea is that no, there's there is no there is no one action that that precludes anyone from uh, f- from grace yeah. from mercy, yeah. and and there's no one action that is. Uh, ultimately, always immoral, uh, given all circumstances. Right. But but the life, but your your heart posture is important.
1: Yeah, you know? and he does, This is so true, and I know he does say that he does believe largely in karma, right? Because right. He, at one point, which is, I'm going to do the right thing. Uh-huh. I'm going to do the right thing. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. what's good and moral. We <laughs> talked about that with Ender's Game and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, what's the you know, the, yeah,
0: the, the moral decision in the, the extreme circumstances mm-hmm. is often a lot more ambiguous than. Yeah. And that's what kind of the most interesting moral discussions come in these extreme circumstances yeah. because the, the lines just get blurred. Yeah, you know, if you're talking about existential risk of humanity, you know, maybe it's worth committing xenocide over an entire alien sentient race. Right, right. Hard to say. <laughs>
1: it is hard to say, but I think it's the same idea that we're, you know, the, yeah. same, the same idea here that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's interesting that this, uh, because I, I really like your interpretation a lot. I want to come back to this idea that this has to, it doesn't have to, but it's presented in the, in the fact that he is not just he. But first, Richard Parker is blinded, mm-hmm. and then he becomes blinded. Right. And so um, now his sight, he does regain his sight. But what do you make of this idea? I keep putting you on the spot here. Uh, yeah. What What do you make of this idea that he, that throughout this whole experience, which I really like, again, your interpretation, I think, is a solid one. What's the necessity of blindness to that? Why uh-huh. must he be blind? I mean, why does I mean what you described could certainly happen just as well if he had full that's sight. true yeah it so could. why bring in the blindness
0: um if i if i had to guess what what actually the, what comes to mind when you ask that question is a, is a picture is a, is a visual image of a person with tears coming down their eyes with their eyes closed shut like with their hands around the throat <sighs> like this idea that i don't I don't want even want to look at what I'm doing. Right. Uh, And it's, 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 it's a very visceral rejection of my own actions Mm -hmm. in that position. And, and maybe that's part of what that's representing is that even though this was a necessity, Mm -hmm. I I can't even picture myself having done it. Yeah. And maybe that's part of how he, part of the denial he was in, in, in building up this whole story. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and part of that, the, the reason why he could, tell the story so compellingly is because he, in some sense he's he's in denial about what really happened and yes. you know, it's, it's only a miracle he managed to, right. to to tell it in short to these Japanese men when they wanted a yeah. the non-animal story right. <laughs> yeah
1: well it, it, yeah I mean if we audience. go back to our very opening statement which was about survival what's key to his survival is you know, being blind to certain things that were, you know, that could become (laughs) like just, you know, horrific reminders, you know, of his, of his time, which could be the the key to, you know, PTSD. Right. I mean, or that they are allowing the trauma that he's experienced to just manifest itself thoroughly and completely in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, but if he can have the, the, uh, I guess you could say the choice to be blind to that or to not acknowledge that or to, well, there's to, certainly it, something It to, still uh, happens, but yeah. you don't see it. Ah, it's a, uh, there's
0: a little bit of innocence maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of, I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's like humans to, uh, to, to intentionally ignore certain aspects right. of, of what we've done for our own well-being. I mean, that's a. I think that's a fairly well-known psychological disorder. Yes. That, you know, we we don't remember things accurately. We, we remember them a lot of times as we want to remember them. Right. Um, and,
1: and usually that cast us in the best light. We don't. Right. really Like to you know. <laughs> like
0: Slughorn from Harry Potter. You know. He's got that memory that he's tampered with that he won't doesn't want to reveal, and it's that's this right. really drawn out process of trust and and courage that yeah. allows uh, Harry to have access to that memory. Right. You know, and so. however you shake it you know piscine's actions there were were courageous and Mm -hmm. and heroic and and whatnot but it's it still would be hard to face
1: yeah yeah i think that's hard to face
0: forthrightly and maybe that's it's acceptable and human of him you know yeah (laughs) he's a very human character despite being you know somewhat Uh, heroic as far as a moral figure yeah
1: he's i think he's wonderfully human and i think that that's where um you know, part of being human is also recognizing our animal within us, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's why we have so much um, so much of the tendencies of animals and the and the fun facts, so to speak, about, you know, what, you know. Because a lot of times you look at that and say, as I'm reading the, we tend to, and he talks about this too, we tend to anthrop, anthrop- anthropomorphize. Right, mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of make animals like us and yeah. they, oh he must be happy right now or he must be upset because his mate left or something like that and we, t- right. we tend to put project our um
2: our, our human time. traits yeah.
1: onto animals and it's a and and he reminds us that that's a mistake mm-hmm. and that and that it, and that can lead to danger actually to do that um, because you need to understand an animal as an animal right and, and so
0: but at the same time we do need to consider animals as we would consider ourselves. You know, all these people Absolutely. are throwing stuff to the animals to eat You know, and they do, and they eat all kinds of things, and that's most of the time why the vet is there because someone threw something in. And
1: right, remember the most dangerous animal in the zoo, and he has this great thing with the mirror. (laughs) mirror. I've seen that before in the zoo. I think. Oh yeah, I think that's a real
2: feature. That's a real feature. Uh Well,
1: it's true, and he also, but some of the descriptions of why man is the most dangerous animal, like you know, just some real awful things, not just carelessness. Like, well, maybe he looks hungry. Maybe I'll give him some peanuts. But like, you know, broken bottles thrown at animals, and you know, so. Yeah, yeah, some just really dark stuff that happens in there too. Um, but the idea, but when I read about these animals in this story, and I think it's, I think that we're, I think we're supposed to do this actually, is that we start looking at how those animals are, are very much like us. You know what I mean? I keep seeing myself, you know, I read about these animal traits, and then I can't help but think. Oh, that's like me, or that's not like me, or that's so, you know, it's, it's, I, right. I tend to look at all of those things that he describes in terms yeah. of like well, that first like,
0: description of the orangutan when it's arms were on the, the gunnels of the boat and its tongue hanging out, just obviously seasick. It's, right, it's, right. It's, yeah. That's a common experience yeah. we're sharing. Yeah. With yeah. These, yeah. This animal.
1: So there's a, yeah, there's, he's, he, and he blurs the lines a lot because there's, there's things that we absolutely share with our animal counterparts, right. and there are things that make us vastly different. Mm-hmm. But he embraces all of those things in the same way that again he embraces the all the different religions. Like yeah. I understand that there's a part of Richard Parker that's in me. I also understand that there's a part that I really never understand mm-hmm. about about this creature. Um, right. So you know, being okay with that too is yeah. Uh, I the think the is moral.
0: A, uh the moral ambiguity of that animalistic part of ourselves and its inner conflict with with the more scientific, rational part of ourselves and how their their coexistence is necessity uh, for survival in life.
1: I think that the only time that I think we run into trouble is when we deny that existence right and right yeah we just we,
0: pretend it's not there oh, when it's oh, hiding we, underneath the, r- the bench
1: right right when it you know out of you know and i think i love that part too because uh, because you're talking about how he doesn't realize it for three days right that yeah, this, right. this, this tiger's move. underneath this uh tarpaulin but the um uh, the idea that yeah that's where that's where danger lies right? <laughs> right you're not recognizing you're not realizing that that's that's there it's right. there and uh you know I, I i think that we do run into trouble when we deny
0: and there's that. wisdom in his ultimate decision recognizing that he couldn't he would not have died before the tiger died like the rational part of him no matter how he shakes it like when he's going through those different plans in his mind uh-huh. no matter how good those plans are no matter which way it's always going to work out that the rational part of him will die before the animal part does yeah. If, if kept separately, if choosing to, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. the, 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 <laughs> however you try to orchestrate it, um, yeah. it die ration ration reason dies first. Right, right. Um, and I think that's, that's, I've, that's an observation that rings true. Like obviously right, that's a claim right. that is, is, uh, up for debate,
1: but no, I, that I rings like that. true to me. That rings true to me too. Well, let's talk maybe quickly about how, well, not quickly, but however, you, however long I'm going to spend on it. But how, what about this idea that Richard Parker the end of Richard Parker, the severing of this, this incredibly um, rich, complex relationship, whatever it might be, symbolically or literally, um, when they, when he lands in Mexico, um, he is Richard Parker, takes off into the, uh, into the jungle or off the beach and mm-hmm. has never heard from or seen again which gives the Japanese people more uh, yeah, ideas more reason, to, that, more reason to believe that the story is nonsense because we've never seen this tiger you know here yeah, and, right. and would, it's like, would... well of course you wouldn't see a tiger <laughs> you
0: wouldn't see a jaguar in winter in, <laughs> <laughs> in Tokyo or wherever it
1: was <laughs> so what do you make of this idea that you know because again you start looking at all the possibilities that could happen you know Richard, Richard Parker dies you know what right. I mean when he when he gets on board or they shoot him you know right. that, when they, uh, or or he uh, you know i mean in all or, likelihood. He, or he lives you know and, he, and and they put him in another zoo or something like that but but we instead and he laments it too it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like it's, not like he, it's not like like oh he he yeah then richard parker's gone he oh, i never got to say yeah, goodbye he busting to tears. i never had yeah i mean yeah. this was a this was a a really really difficult parting for mm-hmm. him and and again it's even more unusual when we think about it as a possible as, as, as something that might not even have been actual, right? Like right. this idea that may not have actually you know. taken place, right? So, mm-hmm. so that's a big lead up to that question about what do you make of this separation between Richard Parker and, and Pi? Pie?
0: Yeah, I mean, the more the more we talk about this, the more likely I feel like, despite the ambiguity of the telling, it's likely that the animal story really didn't take place. Yeah, you know, I th- in all likelihood, that's not what happened, <laughs> and so it is it is a way to sort of care- quietly um, dispose of that character for mm-hmm. the sake of. Um, for the sake of his being found, mm-hmm. without a tiger there. But I think also it's there is the um, it's it's part of his transition back to society. Mm-hmm. You can't we can't live with the animal part of ourselves out in the open, um, right. when we're amongst other people. It doesn't it doesn't work, and so it sort of fades off into the background, disappears, yeah. hides where you'll never be found. Right, right. Um, and that's and I think that's part of what he's he's experiencing right now right, as he right. begins the reintegration process is that right. okay he has to he's got to transition back out of that right that mode right. Of the uh, animalistic yeah. need right. for food for survival
1: and, for base survival right exactly right.
0: and it sort of fades back into the background of his mind and his yeah. existence whereas that rational part of him will press on and, and sort of take the forefront again right and right. be be the most most um it'd be the majority of his consciousness for the, for the you know, future.
1: I think that's a, I think that's great. That's a great interpretation about how, um, that, that, that cannot be part of his reintegration, Not really. that animalistic, that, that sort of, uh, tearing up all the meerkats I can eat. Yeah. You know, eat. We don't deal uh, with yeah. that very well. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's best to let that go. And I, but when you, we say, let it go. I mean, it's not let go with a lot of. It's not just a. You know, I'll just drop this. I mean, it's it's like wow. You know, there's there's emotion behind it. There's mm-hmm. it's a huge. It, it's still with him. You know, what right? I mean? This and idea. You that, know it uh,
0: because he doesn't give up hoarding food, and he yeah, doesn't. You know, there's yeah. certain things that's harder
1: harder to shake. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I was thinking about Richard Parker is mentioned early on in the novel. And it's not till we're almost a third of the way through before we even know that Richard Parker is actually a, a tiger. you know because he For the first
0: chapter when he was swimming that whole scene where he's swimming towards the boat I had a picture of a person in my head I didn't right. even realize it was talking about the tiger like I didn't exactly. remember that that was the name of the yeah. tiger
1: and I think that's I think that's purposeful you know what I mean that there's yeah. supposed to be this line that got the person has a, a person's name you know right I mean? the, yeah. the, but uh but it's uh, but like if you look in the back into the very beginning of the novel well, he'll say things like, I remember this, and I remember Richard Parker, and I did that, you know. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, in I, I, and that's one thing I still sad about is Richard Parker, and you're kind of like, well, who's this Richard Parker guy? You know yeah, what I mean? Right, and, and, right. And, and, it, and it turns out it's not a, a guy at all. No, it's a um, but, but I think those little seeds are in there mm. to remind us that even though he was able to disconnect. And I again, I agree with your interpretation very much. I'm sorry, I cannot stick with. I can't stick with you, Richard Parker. I cannot right. bring you when I reintegrate into this world of, of fellow humans. Um, there's no place for you here. Well, and anyone so, who's who's
0: spent any length of time, and it takes a little while to get there, but anyone who spent any length of time out in the wild camping. Um, when they come back out of that back into, you know, sort of normal world, there is a, there is a, a little bit of a sadness to, to getting out of that. I remember when Lydia and I got off the, the trail. So we were uh-huh. on the trail for a couple of months and we uh-huh. got back. It was, it was a bit of a letdown in a lot of ways. Cause mm. in some sense, when you're, when you're out on the trail, uh, you have you have basically two things you're doing: you're eating and you're walking, mm-hmm. um, and sleeping too. So maybe three. But <laughs> yeah. the idea is you have a very intentional life. Mm-hmm. You you have a goal. You are you're, you're trying to get someplace. You eat and you sleep to get there, and it, it's it's walking in between food and sleep. And so there's a there's a simple beauty about it, yeah. and a very in the moment, uh, very present experience yeah. that that is is really fulfilling mm-hmm. of some part of ourselves that generally doesn't get to speak up right. yeah i don't i don't have that same experience doing my day-to-day things right despite the complexity and the interestingness and, mm-hmm. and maybe the, the mm-hmm. meaningfulness that i find in my work or not right. and i right. and have relatively meaningful work compared to a lot of folks mm-hmm. who are getting uh hung by their ties right sure so it's maybe there's something to that too so you know a little bit of a sadness of oh wow like we've learned to survive and even though it was miserable and difficult there was a a simple purity of that existence right? right. and
1: and a a certain clarity that that brought yeah definitely there is a very sharp clarity yeah yeah. Right. there's no It gets lost in the hustle and bustle of, of real life. You know what I mean? Like you know, Thinking about the trail and the way you can take things in and look at something like a leaf or a tree or mm-hmm. you know, something that's much the more The beauty profile. of every
0: sunset and sunrise right, that you get to right. see and be that, in the that, middle of. It again
1: gets kind of lost um, when we are surrounded by... People and things yeah. and, and basic life you know, and all the distractions of ugly
0: architecture and <laughs> <Yeah>. schools <laughs> built by people who design prisons. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Ah. Well, how are we doing on time here? Should we? Uh, oh, we got
0: time, but we got a little time. Yeah. Is there any any other big takeaways? I'm I mean, tra-
1: let's see. I w- definitely let's
0: uh, see. just to rehash a few of them. There's the um, there's the the idea of, of not letting things divide us that aren't mm. that aren't uh hills to die on you know they, right. he's got three hills that he's involved with and, right. and uh he's not gonna die on any of them <laughs> I, know, I love that i love that i think that's
1: that to me that's where i was hooked immediately i thought okay i love this yeah. already because a very I've, engaging never, character. I've never met a character who has is able to embrace three vastly different things mm-hmm. in a way that completely makes sense and, right and, and it is totally fine because the incongruencies between those religions are vast absolutely <laughs> so yeah. and, and for someone to find a common ground is to me it's wonderful yeah it's uh, a beautiful if, day if that can happen then anything's possible no, and, yeah, and if, if, if we can find commonalities between Christians Muslims and Hindus then we can find <laughs> we can find <laughs> commonalities between you know
0: Democrats and Republicans <laughs> yeah, amen it, yeah. amen <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that to yeah. me is, a, is is wonderful definitely um, but I love the uh the it's it speaks so wonderfully too about what it means to be human in all of our you know and the things that we love about being human and the things that we're not so crazy about being human right. and that those are still part of who we are and I, I love that that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things that we're I've talked about this even since our very first episode, but we talked about this idea of self-awareness as being a really key to you know yeah. a, a, a positive life for us and for those around us is understanding yeah. who we are. And, um, I love the way that, uh, that, you know, if you, if you look at, if you understand who you are, you're going to understand your world, you're going to understand your, your fellow creatures much, much better. So I just love the idea that these, that Piscine is so self-aware and so non judgmentally self-aware. You know what I mean? I think that one of the reasons why people don't want to be self-aware is because there's things that we don't really want to face about ourselves at times. And it's easier to you know go blind right and not look at those things, but Piscine does not do that. He he embraces his you know the basically warts and all. You know what I mean this is this is yeah. who I am, yeah. and I think that we should all do that. I mean there yeah. there are things that are wonderful about ourselves. There are things that are not great about ourselves, but we all share those same things. It's every every single human being. Right. has light and darkness we can
0: all get used to anything yeah oh man that's that's <laughs> another
1: that is a, that is a true one that is so yeah. true yeah there's a i have a, a personal story about that but uh that is that I never thought would be true. Or I never thought that was really true. Like, oh, we can get used to anything like oh, but it is absolutely true. So yeah. I won't tell actually I was gonna tell the story, but I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> too personal. <laughs> well, it might be that might be a little too personal, uh-huh. but it but it is this idea that yeah. um, you know, I thought that I could never ever be and I have this cla- claustrophobic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um fear of claustrophobia in closed places just freaked yeah. me out you know i saw a kid get locked into a locker as a joke when i was in high school uh-huh. and i might as well have been me in that locker i had such a horrible wrong re- reaction to <laughs> yes that. it yeah. was awful uh-huh. um it was just horrible so um but i was put in a position um when i was a young man of getting into a claustrophobic thing and thinking that i was gonna i was gonna if, if i ever got into it, something like this i'm not gonna make it and i actually totally survived. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. my mind, the human mind is amazing. And what was a, what was a tiny confined space lost all elements of a tiny confined space. Huh. It wasn't just like I was able to survive and it was difficult. It just evaporated. Yeah. So I've, I always thought, Oh my gosh, you can, humans can do anything. Humans can survive. If you have a will to survive, if you have a will to live. Right. Um, then, and, and I think we do, we, we do. Oh, yeah, I, I for mean, sure. I don't even think you need to call upon that necessarily. Well, And we're not, we're not
0: in those survival type situations very often, but, but there's another implication of that same reality, which is um, don't, don't make a habit of anything that you don't want to integrate into who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't, it's, it's, it's kind of a cautionary tale against making moral compromises mm-hmm. because if, if you make a small moral compromise today, you might know you're compromising morally today and it might sting a little bit. And so, you, you know, may, you think you won't do it again. But right. we can get used to anything. Yes. And yes. that's and that's a dangerous road to travel. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's worth the pain of of resistance and of fighting those mm-hmm. urges yeah, for the point. sake of maintaining that mm-hmm. that moral uprightness to the extent right. that we can. So we don't Unders- get used to yeah. it.
1: <laughs> understanding, again, yeah. back to self awareness, understand that we can get used to anything yeah. is both a positive and a, a potential negative. Absolutely. Right? And, and to be aware that, wow, am I just getting used to this i mean and we see that in the novel don't we where where oh, yeah. he you know he, you can he can get used to anything he becomes a meat eater he, yeah. even, even his mom you know who right. you know de- becomes a meat eater yeah she never um, has
0: the time to totally accept it the way he does right, right. but you know such as age it slows, it slows down that adaptation <laughs> right. process
1: a bit uh-huh. but uh yeah that that but that is so true that we and i think we really need to look at that um So my example that i gave is sort of a positive way to look Mm -hmm. and see that you know but there is a definite negative side to that too there's a flip side of that that would be like hey be careful because remember you can get used to anything (laughs) absolutely well, that might be a good spot to end on this idea yeah. that oh the, man the, the, good book because uh, yeah it was a great book um, I haven't seen the movie no me uh, neither and, but I probably so, will now yeah although we'll I didn't to, hear it
0: was like the you know, movie was kind of yeah, wasn't uh, renowned I suppose yeah I
1: think this is one of those ones where you really are this this exists really well for me as a text you know what I mean as, oh yeah as there's so book. much
0: internal dialogue right. it would be hard to picture that
1: yeah and the framing and stuff like that and I don't know how I don't, I don't, now I'm curious to see how they do it with the movie but um um, uh, but anyway, I think that if we end on this idea of, because we just, we just, the last thing we talked about was this, this idea that we can get used to anything that can be positive or negative, this integration of the, the yin and the yang, which seems to be a huge theme of all of our, yeah. <laughs> what, what the heck,
0: That's in almost every piece of great literature, this, <laughs> this idea, um, yeah.
1: there's something to it, I suppose. Well, and we call this truth and fiction. So. I think that this is a universal truth that right. rises and I think that's where we're calling upon people to grab hold of that and grapple with that and think about that mm-hmm. and, and and implement that and and you yeah. know and be okay with that. I mean that is a truth. That is a truth.
0: Yeah, it's something solid. It, there's 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 a meta reality there that goes deeper than any particular set of experiences or particular set of circumstances.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm
0: realizing we didn't uh, we didn't actually do any plot. Uh, we didn't do a plot overview. No, so we sure did. So if you not yeah. seen or read the book yet, you're, you're going you're to get to this point. If you get to this point, be somewhat confused, I imagine. But yeah. you'll uh, you'll have to actually read the book for this one.
1: I think you would. I mean, this is. I, mean, I think that maybe that is true of most of our podcasts, too. We yeah. we I mean, we do provide a little bit of a, a, of a background, but it is, I think, richer experience for you if you have some even a, a, a passing right. uh, understanding of, of, uh, of the stories or movies that we're talking about. Um, because for one, we spoil them a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> so no we, you know, no so, point to read it after. Right, so, there, uh, so we, have, we, 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 we ruin everything. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, if you kind of look and see what we're talking about, what our topic is, if you could do any kind of familiarizing yourself with... Um, that uh, movie or yeah, or will definitely get more uh, out of the conversation. You'll definitely get more out of the conversation. And, and hopefully
0: you'll stimulate your own thoughts and opinions Yes. and, and I'd love to have your guys's feedback on on our commentary. Oh, that's it.
1: I I am totally fine with hearing how wrong I am about Absolutely. and how off base I am uh-huh. and, uh, and so that's I'm uh, you know that that's that's what constructive dialogue is all about so i would love to hear that as well so yeah but thanks for listening
0: Yep, thanks for listening Thanks for joining us this week we'll see you next time on uh, truth and fiction i think uh, next week i ought to be posting well we'll see we got a few in the works i've got a couple more that are coming up here and uh, i hope you guys are enjoying it so like comment be sure to subscribe your subscriptions are are key to this being able to to continue so
1: thank you guys thank you